Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Da, da da it's Tuesday. Is that the new Tuesday jingle? <laughs> that's that's my new one. I've been watching way too much um, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And I, I love him. Anyway, happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Tuesday. What'd you do this weekend? What did I do? Yeah. I ran. I ran a shit ton. Um... So if if anybody follows me on Strava, uh, we got a lot of followers there. Um, January, Leah, I ran like 170 miles. Okay. 106, 160, I think, um, before my daughter was born. Okay. And then I got my butt handed to me. Mm-hmm. And then all of February, I only ran like 45 miles because I was working like 60-hour weeks. I was trying to get things off pretty leave. The past week, I've ran, like, 40 miles. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling damn good, but, like, okay. So, this is really random, mm-hmm. but <sighs> Miss Alex May Bosecker loves lunges. She Meaning likes it when she I likes hold to be her. held. Yep, she wants me to okay. hold her, and she wants me to do lunges. Okay, well, um, there you go. Quads and so, this season. Like, every night before we go to bed, it's, like, 500 lunges. All right. So I, I sat there in her room that I've painted, and I just sat there and I do lunches. There you go. What, what's the baby's it, nursery look like? What color? Uh, it's it's blue, and I did some trees and and decaled some stuff, and yeah, okay. I, it's it's quaint. It's quaint. <laughs> it's midwestern quaint. Well, there you go. But, um, Leah, how's life? <laughs> it's <laughs> because good. Because guess what? Good. You should be embarrassed. I should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed because it's abominable week. I am embarrassed. I (laughs) (sighs) FOMO is taking over. I'm so sad I'm not going to be there. I will be, you know, fending off the corona, heading on an airplane down to Orlando where there will be me and my, you know, 10 to 20,000 closest cheerleading friends. Uh, You're going to have a good time. But you're not going to be at Abominable, where me and, like, 1,500 other people are going to be ascending Devil's Head, having a damn good time, yelling and screaming, drinking bourbon and craft beer and White Claw, and, and yelling into the wilderness. Well, and there you go. Abominable Snorries is going to be a great time. Um, did you hear the latest news, Leah, about Abominable? Um, I did hear the latest news. They've got the full damn mountain. Yeah, so they recently moved to this course. Um, with two, last year. Last year was the first year, so this is year two. Mm-hmm. And yep. they were kind of confined with where they could go. This year, 
you know, hell with they, it, they balls to the, the wall, season. they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want. So yep. inside scoop, we had a rerouting of the course to bring it even more excitement. So this is not going to be the same race as last year. If you've been not holding off signing up because you didn't want to do the same thing, it's not going to be, and it's not too late to sign up. So head on over to Abominable, sign up, and use code BROCR and save some money. Um, it's going to be a rodeo. Come see me. Come hang out with our good friend Amber Johnston, mm-hmm. who's coming back now that mm-hmm. she's back in the, the lower 48. We're yep. going to have a damn good time. We're going to have a really good time. We're going to have, like, confetti and stupid shit, and we're going to be yelling at you, and it's going to be a great time. Um, there you go. Without further ado, this, this week, Leah. Yeah. We've got an awesome guest this week um, with all Mendoza. the – Yeah, Christopher Mendoza. If you guys have been part of the Tough Mudder community, you have heard the song written for Christopher Mendoza by Keith Allen um, during their epic rap battle, which was fantastic. Um, but Christopher Mendoza has been around the block in the OCR world and is best known for his – performances in ultras um world's toughest mutter ultra spartans and we thought there wasn't a better person to bring on to the show to talk today about the ultra series that spartan has announced and kind of what it's like to dabble in the ultra world you know chris is a good buddy we like chris and without further ado let's kick it on over We're live from the ProCR studio. Hey, that is exactly perfect timing. We're here with Chris Mendoza. Uh, Chris, what's up, bro? Supercast. Supercast. I made it. Finally. The dream is alive. The dream is so freaking alive. Chris, Chris, how the hell have you been? Good, man. How have you been? It's been a while. Yeah. So the last time I saw your dirty ass was uh, World's Toughest Mudder. Um, Did you see his dirty ass at World's Toughest Mudder? I saw his dirty ass. (laughs) Many times. Many times. Um, How you been? Oh, man. Um, I've been good. Just, you know, a little bit of a a lull in winter, um, Mm -hmm. taking it a little easier. So, uh Things are going to start picking up here in summer. I'm really mainly just excited about summer. So, but otherwise, I've been real good doing a lot of non OCR things. And you're out in Colorado yeah. still, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm living in Golden. So, there's always plenty of things to do around here. Uh, it's hard to get super nice. Um, very little snow around, so it's it's good. Oh, I love Golden. What's yeah, your favorite training too. ground? Ooh, I mean, like. That's a tough question. I don't know. I just love the, like, the Rockies here. Um, you know, you can't really beat, like, Boulder area running. Um, but in the summer, I like to really go into the mountains um, on, like, just taking long runs and just exploring because uh, you can get a lot higher up. Um, so that's always fun. For now, um, staying kind of low at altitude just because uh, – Everything up high is super snowy. So, and that's where, that's where the coronavirus is. It's up at the resort. Ah. It's at the top of the resorts. That's no hate, hate to bring that up, but um, <laughs> it's the reality. So I'm the resorts in the airport, realistically. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, like everyone travels to Colorado to go skiing and snowboarding mm-hmm. in the winter. So I'm just going to avoid those areas for now. So you have a whole Saturday all to yourself. <laughs> where are you going to to train? Ooh, 
Um, yeah, if it's like if it's like a day trip, I'm probably gonna go to. It's just like um, the Indian Indian Peaks Wilderness, which is just west of Boulder. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's like some really just beautiful. Like you can get just these. Like one of my favorite runs is called Pawnee Buchanan. It's like a 26 mile loop. And you go over two passes. It's like six thousand feet of climbing. It's just like all. Oh different- God! <laughs> and it's just like one of those things where it's like you're out there all day. Um, I kind of have a love hate relationship with that area because mm. you know you go out thinking you're like, oh, I'm gonna, it's gonna take me like six hours, and so you bring enough food and stuff for that, and then you know you're at altitude. It's more technical than you thought. You run out of water. <laughs> um, Nine hours later or something, you finally make right. it back after bonking. You're sneaking back home to find a bottle of wine and a few tacos. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Right. Those are, like, the days you remember and that are super fun. So, yeah. Those, those are the ones that matter. So, yeah. so your name has pretty much become synonymous with this all-day, long-running, endurance stuff. Why don't you give us a rundown of kind of who you are for those people who, who aren't so familiar with you. And the Cookie yeah. Monster onesie. Oh, yeah, of course. We're making that, that strong. Um, yeah. Um, let's see a little bit about me. Um, we'll go, we'll go professionally. So we, I live in Golden, Colorado now. I moved okay. here about a year and a half ago, um, after finishing my anesthesia residency. So I'm a dentist anesthesiologist. Like, that's my real job. Um, okay. I'm sponsored by dental anesthesiology. So basically, <laughs> I just knock out people while they go under for dental procedures. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I do. I'm a knockout king. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, otherwise, I like to run a lot, um, which is kind of something I picked up probably in the last five or six years or so. Um, you know, don't really have a back background in running or anything, but in dental school, I really just, you know, with the stress of everything, I was in dental school and living in Los Angeles. I just started kind of uh, pulling it out. Yeah, I just kept running. So, um, yeah, it was actually just a good way to get outside and, like, get into nature and stuff like that. Um, and then I found obstacle course racing. Um, ran my first, like, real, I would say, competitive, like, OCR in uh, November of 2014 at World's Toughest Mudder. I had run one Tough Mudder before then, thought – hell with it let's just go 24 hours this wait down. rewind yeah. so your first <laughs> your first legit competitive race was world toughest mother yes yeah it's um, a good day at I, the office right there yeah i mean like i i had done a tough mother before with my friends and we like kind of hiked it walked and whatever just we finished mm-hmm. um dicked around yeah yeah I, I mean it was a great great time i remember doing yeah. was it 10 miles I remember finishing it and never feeling yeah. like I was so dead. Like I was just out for like that day, the next day. I was just like yeah. I'd never done anything that that yeah. far, that intense before. And then I had heard about this 24-hour race, and so I was like, "Well, I'm kind of an all-or-nothing kind of person." I was like, "Well, clearly, try it out, you know, just see how it goes." And and the thing about like these 24-hour races or any timed race is like. It is what you make of it. It's not like a hundred miler yeah. where it's like, no, the only way to finish is a hundred miles. It's like this one, it's like, you know, you can go out and go really far. You can get a hundred miles at 20 in like a world's toughest mutter, or you can mm-hmm. show up and you do 25. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool in that way because you can push yourself as hard as you want. Um, but everyone's kind of out there. And so I think that for anyone who 
nervous about kind of running further or doing anything bigger, I would say, like, the timed event is the way to go. Because, Agreed. You know, it's definitely like, a different way of looking at it. Like, there's no set start and finish line. And, you know, it's as much pressure or as little pressure as you really want. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you don't feel like going, like, if you're going to go run a 50 mile or a 100 mile, or if you sign up for it and don't reach that 50 or 100, like, you you kind of feel like you failed in some respects because that's Absolutely. the goal. Whereas, like, when I'm running with other people at a 24-hour race, it's like, I don't know, someone could run 25 miles, and, you know, if that's their goal and they hit it, like, awesome, great. Like, right, and have a great experience and love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it's not better or worse if you're running 25 or 100 or 50. It just, you know, we're all at kind of different levels. So it's a good way to, like you said, push yourself to kind of what your capabilities are. So, And yeah, I think I the really, beautiful thing here is is being surrounded by that community that's, um, you know, everybody's trying to figure out where they land, where where they sit. But those people that are out there for 24 hours, man, kudos to them, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I have just as much, if not more, respect for people who are, going fewer miles but like in my mind it seems even harder because they're Mm -hmm. going lower and they might get colder um you know and and for me it was like different challenges yeah for for me it was really cool to be kind of I guess that was my first like real experience of like racing at all um Mm -hmm. because it it does kind of especially a race that long it's really just you're competing with yourself at the end of the day so um so then just kind of to see, like, the progress you could make from year so to year. So how did you do that first race? What did you say, 2014? 2014 was uh, 50 miles. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So and, looking back, I, I, I want to I dig back the bucket here. Um, oh, okay. In, in college and high school, were you an athlete whatsoever? Like, did you have an athletic background? Uh, yeah. Um, I played I, I played volleyball in high school and um, right. in college. Yeah. Um, volleyball. The reason I s- selected volleyball early on is because there was very little running because I hated running. So, <laughs> My man. Yeah, I was like, oh, so you're, like, all your movements are pretty quick. Like, you just have, like, like hand-eye coordination, quick reactions. Not a lot of running, like, in football. Very dynamic, yep. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's for me. So, uh, great. So, yeah, that's kind of what I did. Um, obviously, if you've seen me, I'm not tall, so I stayed in the back row. I played mm-hmm. defensive specialist, definitely okay. not one of the okay. people who um, is tall. So, um, yeah, I played that in high school um, year-round and then um, played club in college. Um, and then, yeah, in dental school, I dabbled um, on being on the water ski team, which is kind of random. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I grew up water skiing just for just for kicks and giggles, but uh, they had a club team, and I was like, sure, let's do that. So, and then pretty much did that for a little bit, and then was kind of like had nothing after that. So, yeah. Okay. So in 2014, you did your world's toughest debut, and were you hooked right away? Like, is that I'm gonna be an ultra runner now? No, definitely not. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it was definitely one of those, like, I'm never doing that again. Because in my mind, like, I did it, and I was like, uh-huh. I checked the box. That's yeah, all I want. Got the medal, got yeah. the T-shirt, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of – and then for some reason, like, two months afterwards, I was like, oh, like, that was a lot of fun. Like, you know, once the soreness wears away and you're like, mm-hmm. 
kind of understand what you did. Um, Some of your skin it's, grows back. It's yeah. like giving birth. Like, you just get that amnesia. You're like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I remember it. Yeah, you know, I know exactly how you feel, Leah. Like, <laughs> when I gave birth, now I'm ready to have yep, yep, another, exactly. another seahorse child of mine. <laughs> so, I'm really excited about that. Um, but, yeah, it's like, once you, like, and then... And then I found out, obviously, that there's, like, shorter races that you could do. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, <laughs> ones that are closer. And so, like, I just kind of started, like, doing some random, like, local ones. So that was, uh... Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was like, a lot of fun just, like, getting into that whole thing. Um, mind you, during this whole time, like, during the next year, two years, like, I hated running. That was not something... Was I literally really? just... I just ran just to get to the obstacles and like that's that has really been my philosophy for years <laughs> yeah yeah and i i honestly it probably wasn't until like i don't know three years ago that i mm-hmm. kind of started changing my perspective um and actually enjoying running um so yeah it was never like i'm gonna start doing all these super long races it was um you well, know first off, that was, oh yeah Here's the thing, though. Years later, though, you find yourself a 100-mile finisher in 24 hours at World's Toughest Mudder this past yep. year. Well, which was – that wasn't your first year hitting 100. No, when no, did no, you it's, earn it's your jacket? So I, I hit 100 in 2016, 2018, and 2019. Yeah. Three okay. years straight you've hit 100 miles at WTM. Yeah. So the middle year, like 2017, I ran on a team, so – we didn't obviously right. as individuals. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah. But still, plowing plow mileage, plowing mileage. Um, man, like, how is it to go from like run, like, hating running, running just obstacle to obstacle, mm-hmm. to running insanely long distance? Like, how did that affect you mentally, and like, how did that change your game? Well, I think that for me, it was about like. It was about pretty much doing what I enjoyed. And, like, at the beginning, it wasn't really about that. It was just, like, oh, I want to be good at obstacle racing, so I need to run. Okay? okay. So then, like, I enjoyed getting better at obstacle racing. and But then there came a point where I was, like, well, what I actually enjoy is, like, running in the mountains and getting outside and, like, you know, running on super cool trails. So then I kind of, like, shifted most of my now all my running is just trail running i never run on roads um i'm usually running up and down mountains because it's just like an awesome place to be so yeah i kind of just shifted like what i enjoyed and kind of what i liked and now i'm kind of like racing based on how i like to train so it was almost like a reversal i used to used to be like the racing that was what got me excited about training and now i feel like i'm more excited about being able to train and I like enjoy racing, but my racing is kind of dictated based on what I like to do, you know. Well, one thing that's always been unique about you is that, you know, for a lot of, like, Tough Mudder people, they they identify themselves as a Tough Mudder guy. And Mm -hmm. they don't really branch out as much into the other races. But you've kind of always been a little of this and a little of that, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> to be honest early on it was whatever i had a free season pass to is what i raced 
I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I have, a, I have a Spartan season pass. I'm going to run Spartans this year. Oh, I have a Tough Mudder season pass. Okay, I'm going to run Tough Mudders. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, like, sometimes you just got to get by, and that's how it how it works. So No, especially uh, when you're when you're finishing school and stuff, it's, you gotta yeah. hustle. Yeah. So that was kind of what dictated what I ran, um, probably like the first three years. Okay. Uh, so, and then, yeah, I've always enjoyed both. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think that running, um, Tough Mudders are fun. Um, but you know, sometimes I like to compete too. So it's, it's nice to have a little bit of both. You know, Spartan is hot, nasty, badass challenge. At the, yeah. at the end of the day, you're you're, mm-hmm. you're towing the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's those are the courses that are going to be like you're describing more of the mountain courses and you know mm-hmm. different venues than than what Tough Mudder brings. Um, so talk about kind of your your history and your evolution with the Spartan side of things. Yeah. Um, so I, I I started I ran Spartans probably that year after um, I ran a. I think a stadium race. Everything was kind of cool. <laughs> the short uh, one. Yeah, the short ones. You know, and I actually did pretty decent. I mean, it's not like my favorite to train for, but um, you know, I did pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, just like throughout the years, I was just running kind of what was ever close to me. So you're big. I was in California, so San Jose, Monterey, Big Bear, yeah, yeah. things like that that were super convenient. Um, and so I've just kind of done a few of those um, every year. Um, this last year, it was pretty much I, I wanted to do more, but I ended up doing Aspen, Killington, and uh, Tahoe. So obviously okay. you, can see, you can see the kind of pattern of mountains there. Yeah. Um, so so which is your favorite Spartan course? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Probably. Shit. <laughs> well, I really like – I really like Killington, um, but that also could have been because I'm sadistic and I got, I felt like I got beaten down there. Mm-hmm. Cause like you're running up and down that mountain and you can't even stand, like you can't even run on the downhills. You're like sliding. Yeah. And so you know, I, was, me, I, I was talking to some of the guys from, um, <sighs> Purple Patch the other day and they're, they're another podcast, but Killington, mm-hmm. I feel is like the Kona of OCR. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, I would agree with that. It is just so humbling and so goddamn steep. Yeah, yep. that's where I lost my first toenail. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. everybody has toenail. a story about Killington. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's like at the top of the mountain. That's where I uh, conceived my child. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> After death march, it was great. You know I'm, I'm done running. Let's yep. let's just have a baby. Yeah, <laughs> let's just Might go well. here. <laughs> Everybody has a story about Killington. Um, yeah. And we're going to go back to Killington here in a few because we've got great big <laughs> announcements yeah. and news about that. But um, Killington, but, though. Killington, honestly, Tahoe, and Aspen. Yeah, honestly, probably overall, I would probably say Tahoe is my favorite. Um, Why? Well, because it's mountainous, um, but it's, like, all runnable. Like, there's, you can, you can actually run the whole thing if you right. want. Like, you're hiking on the uphills, but like the downhills, there's nothing like so crazy steep that you're, you know. Yeah, the downhills yeah. are fun there. Yeah. I mean, it, you're doing a lot of hiking on the uphills, but like, you know, for the most part, it is very hilly. It is very mountainous, but you, you know, you're able to. You can still race. To run. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's a Killington is just steep. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's parts of Killington that'll bring you to your hands and knees, and it's 
it's different. It's a different kind of approach for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, just like feeling like I had such a crappy race there last year, like Mm -hmm. it makes me want to like do it again. Um, and I honestly, I I really liked the uphills. It felt like the downhills were were just soul crushing. So it sounds like you were already planning on going to Killington this year. 100%. That was like the one race I knew this year that I was going to run. You want to uh, dance again. I wanted to dance again. You know, I already had made plans um, with Mike Stefano and Caitlin Ritter. We were going to go to Ben and Jerry's afterwards. Nice. So we we already had some some plans in motion, you know, uh-huh. going to Wellington this year. So, yeah. So describe how happy you are when you hear that that's where the championships are going to be. Well, to be honest, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, crap. Now we have to, like, I hope that they can go to Ben & Jerry's the next weekend. Because we already have <laughs> Ben & Jerry's plan. Priorities. And, like, it was so funny because, like, the day, a day later I get this message saying, like, so are you still coming to Killington? What weekend are you coming? So we resolved it. It's okay. I will be going back to Killington um, for the for the 24-hour championship. And then we're going to crush uh, Vermonster the next day at Ben & Jerry's. God damn I'm so I'm so excited that it's a killing team. Um, so championship yeah. aside, I, I'd like yeah. to throw one very very important question out here. Okay. What is your favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> Ooh, I well, don't your question. No, pretty much like anything with peanut butter in it, though. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, Leah, I gotta go with fish food. It's, really? it's yes, it's my go-to. Like I like so many different flavors, and I'll go for the peanut butters, and I'll go for the like, cherry Garcia, and but no, ultimately, no. at the end of the day, I go back to fish food. Interesting. <sighs> what about Any you? Person, uh, Stephen Colbert's American oh. Dream Ooh. is still to this day. Yeah, <laughs> I actually do that. That looks good. That's my bread and butter. <laughs> nice. You're going to make me want to go to Killington this year. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I know. So, okay, let's, let's talk about the rodeo, though. Okay, so mm-hmm. Spartan has now thrown out an ultra series. Can we call it a series, though? I don't I, yeah. It's kind of. What's it's your the most take half-assed it? series that we've seen. But that's my opinion. That's, that's, actually, that? that's, that's actually a great description. It's not even a series. It's, it's, it's kind of like how... Yes. Ooh, it's, nice. It's, it's the Pokemon series, Collect Them All. Because well, yeah. it's, it's insane. They, they've said that there's a series. So what we know so far from Spartan is that there's this quote-unquote ultra series in which case all the ultras in the globe are open for and you can be like pokemon and collect them all and go to all the series races and collect the points and somehow that's going to translate to ranking right and then you can qualify for things and win money right we don't really know how that's going to happen well yeah whatever honestly ultra money um, which is always a shit show (laughs) It's okay, whatever. I'm probably gonna upset some people. I think it. No, no, no. We like that. It (laughs) highlights the fact that people are definitely like metal whores, and they will just do anything to say they're the best in something, Mm -hmm. even if they're like I don't know. For me, like I don't get 
like if I were say I were to go to all these ultra races and like get third in all of them and like mm-hmm. win the series, like I would I would not call I would not say like yeah I, I'm the winner and like brag about it because you're obviously not the best. Well, and in reality, that's what it's going to boil down to. It's going to boil down to who has the money and the Mm -hmm. time to travel Mm -hmm. around the globe and just rack up finishes. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be the number of finishes. It's not going to be the number of, like, the the ranking of placement that matters. Right. Yeah. And, like, for me, it's like, okay, I'm not not even close to, like, the best – um, we all know Ryan Atkins is when it comes to long races. Yep. But it's like I want to go to the race to compete against him just to see how I do. I would rather have him there and compete against the best and get second or third or fifth or seventh than like win like a shitty series. I don't know. That's just right. And like there's, yeah, I mean, there's I'm a lot of people to just want to run yeah. them all. Yeah. They're- well, and they haven't released all the details with you know, what do you get and what does the qualifications matter or mean or how is it going to play into the championship? Like, nobody really knows that. So it's going to be interesting to see which races then become priority races. Right. And and um, you're right. Nobody knows, not even Spartan, because they have no clue. Right. No. What about you personally? Know, which but... races are you targeting? Yeah, so I, I really wanted to run – San Luis Obispo coming up, like, next okay. weekend, but I am not able to. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, nixed that one. So my plan, granted, if I'm healthy by then, I want to do Montana, I want to do Big Bear, and then Utah. And then, okay. yeah, and then I'd run Killington. Probably not Hawaii, even though it's possible. Um, and I Hawaii's do want to go to fun. Yeah, so I I don't know. That's like um a maybe. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean mainly the mountain races, and then pretty much after Killington, I'm not gonna have anything planned for a few months because yeah, I have no idea how I'm gonna feel. I know how I felt this year after doing 50k there, mm-hmm. uh, which was like I don't know eight it or sucks. eight hours, and for me, so I'm like, hmm, let's just triple that, and you're gonna feel. <laughs> So, knowing Killington and how you love, hate it, (laughs) if you were the race course designer for the Ultra Championships at Killington, what do you think is the perfect course? As, well, I think a couple things. Yes, 100%. That is one thing. (laughs) Uh, There needs to be be Death March. Personally, um, I think that it should be longer than five mile loops because also i don't really know how you do make death march work with less than that it's so hard uh, to be like a third of your race (laughs) right yeah Yeah, so like to be honest i think that they should do like 10 mile loops um okay all right i you know i am actually if they cut out any water obstacles all water obstacles i'd be fine with that um because that, that was actually one thing I was looking forward to um, is, you know, just having a race where you weren't, like, in a wetsuit and doing all that. Um, yeah. in, in Sweden and Iceland, it was kind of like, you know, you had your gear, but as long – you stayed dry at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think that that would probably be a smart move, so, like, no swims. But the rest of the course, I mean, I think that from what I've heard, um, 
it's been pretty tough the last few years just from the beatdown of the the hill and the mountain. So it just weighs on you. Yeah, I think that, you know, just having something similar to what they've had before and just a lot of vert, because that's that's really what makes Killington Killington. Like, the obstacles are exactly the same as any other course, but you just get... You just get this epic mountain, and so yeah, that, you can't go to Killington at right. that venue and not have the Death March in it. Like you, like, it's it'd be a huge right. letdown. Right? Yeah, because that's the big thing about that that whole course. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would prefer if they had longer loops. I think it would make it harder mentally. You know, Spartan's all about that grit and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, going, going out, going out there, and like knowing that you might, even if you're going fast, you might be out there for like two and a half hours it changes the dynamic of it and it'll definitely make it harder mentally but i think it'd be more fun so you know what we're seeing overseas they're talking about like a one loop ultra now and what? you know yeah they've done that in a couple of the over, but they've, they've done already that done that beforehand so wait you're saying for like a 50k yeah like, okay 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 that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for the regular Spartan Ultra. Got it. Okay. There's okay. been races where it's one big loop instead of two and a little bit well, or however yeah. they want to structure it. Or just two yeah. at that point. But, I mean, right. it's – I'll be honest. Something I would love to see at Killington this year would be variants where, like, during the day you might have some of the water obstacles open, but at hmm. night you don't. For safety, yeah, yeah. For safety obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. um and I feel like the water obstacles there at the base are so iconic to Killington. Yeah. But at night, like, man, I was there in 20, I think it was 2015, and there was nothing like watching the headlights lamp up, mm-hmm. like, on the double sandbag when the, sun, when, the, when the sun goes down and people mm-hmm. are still racing, for sure. There is nothing like it in, in, in the world. In the world. Um so cool, so cool. And to see that for 24 hours there, to have the championship over here, that's cool. That's really yeah. awesome. I mean, to be honest, like, I think one of my favorite things about the Death March, um, like, just doing it for the first time this year, was, like, how cool it was to have, actually, spectators up there. Oh, yeah. And, like, cheering along the side. Like, it felt so cool. Like, I've only seen – I don't know if you've heard of, like, there's a Golden Trail series, the Gama. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just this mass. They have this massive climb, and there's just spe- like spectators just lining it. Like it's only like single wide because there's so many spectators, and like you can't hear anything around you. And it's just like, like that's what I want to experience. Um, and that's like the closest thing I've gotten to it, where people are like on both sides of you, just cheering you on as you're like climbing up this death march. And it it was like so cool. It was, that, it was like the my favorite part of the race by far. Yeah, last year we were at. Um we were at the CrossFit versus Spartan Race Challenge there in Tahoe, mm-hmm. and I was I was sitting next to VJ Jones, and we lined both sides where they were doing the 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 sandbag carry, and they eventually had to cut certain portions of the race. But man, that was so much fun just cheering those guys on, even from our yeah. end, yeah, yeah. like to see them going neck to neck, and they're like, oh, Hunter and uh, Isaiah just throwing down on sandbags, right, <laughs> like, right. yeah, yeah, guys, go fucking crazy, like let's yeah. have some fun. <laughs> So you mentioned Ryan Atkins and how you want to go against him. Who are some other people that you would love to see at Killington? Ooh, um, well, I'd be, you know, if, if I didn't say Trevor. Right, uh, of course. 
he's he's my boy. Like we got to race against each other. Trevor is the man. Point, I want to see Trevor and Killington so bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ran it. Um, I want to say like two or three years ago, actually. Yeah. Um, <sighs> he, he's been there. Like he knows what. Um, he knows the radio. You know, him, Josh Josh Fior, that's his backyard. Uh, that's where Josh he's, Josh, you know, man. Yeah, I would love to race against him. Uh, Azar. Um, yeah, that's a name we haven't seen in the, in a little bit. In a hot yeah. So I mean, like those are definitely, you know, John Albin's not going to run it. It'd be great no. if he did. Um, yeah, that's not his rodeo right now. Oh my gosh, he's. I trust me, I don't blame him. If I was him, yeah. I'd be focusing on what he's focusing on. He's yeah. He's crushing he's it. Doing, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, pretty much just. I don't know. I. For me, it's it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, seeing all these like people out there at those races. Because like I mentioned before, it's like at the end of the day, you're all just like pushing as hard as you can. It's just like you know, the, may the best man win, and you know, if that means I get sixth, if it means I get second, like whatever, like it's just fun. Well, now, and the ultra that... world. Go ahead. Go ahead, Leah. Oh, okay. The ultra world is such a family because it's yeah. so different than like a hot, nasty, you know, ten k. It's a different kind um, of crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> and you wish the best to everybody, but at the same time, like, you want to you wanna see the best of the best out there, and you want to throw down against these guys under various circumstances. Like, you might have a rainstorm come in, you know, 12 hours in. Right. And you want to see how that throws everybody across the, the board, and you still wish them all well. I mean, oh, yeah. well, you have to respect the racer that is willing to say – you know, I want to race the best, and yep. if I come in second or seventh or whatever, then at least I know I was up against the best. Um, yeah. How yeah, do you think, you know, knowing now where, you know, where Killington lies with, with the Ultra Championship, and then the very next week being um, the U.S. Championship in Tahoe, is that a race that interests you, or you're all in on Killington? <laughs> Fuck that yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that stupid. And it actually worked out. That's perfectly. my boy. That's my boy. Um I'm pretty stupid. Not that stupid. Um, <laughs> like Ryan Atkins, he's that stupid. He's the, uh, he's the only one I've seen so far verbally come out and say Pony I'm up. Doing both. Yeah. Oh, he'll do both. He'll do both and yep. I mean he could he could he could win both. That's the crazy thing. I'm I'm gonna go here and say this. So in twenty, I think it was 2017. I can't remember. Um, Adkins was like he was gunning for the world championship, and he didn't do he he did well. But then he went around and won the um the ultra the next day. Mm-hmm. But then I oh, saw him Monday he morning. Got he probably got yeah. second. Yeah, he yeah. Took, he took second. He took second. He definitely took that. Second. He wanted that dub, and then he he ended up winning the ultra by like margins, margins. Yeah. He won the ultra, and then I had never seen somebody sadder. <laughs> yeah, Monday morning at the airport. Like he's he just he's the so only tired. one that I've seen say oh. that he's doing both, and I don't know Pony that up, anybody do it. else that would. I've met yeah. I've met many people that have, but not that competitively. No. Well, that's the thing is like if I wanted to go do both, I. I could theoretically do both. I don't. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather actually side note, like I had a wedding I have to go to, not my wedding, just clarification. <laughs> I'm going to one of my good friends' weddings who, <laughs> yeah, 
Her, and she planned it on the Tahoe weekend, so I was kind of bummed. But then uh, when they announced Killington being the week before, I was like, well, I'm not going to Tahoe anyway. Like, Yeah, party uh, <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm going to be partying that weekend here in Colorado. Awesome. So it's gonna be well, good, 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 good. So after Killington, let's, what are your thoughts now of, of World Cup of Spartan Mud or whatever it's going to end up being? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, um, I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but I'm not planning on doing WTM. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. I know. Yeah, it's just... Now, is that like, since Spartan took over, or was that a decision no. you had already made? No, already made it. Um, you know, for me, it's it's a race, so I'll probably be there. Like, okay. the chances of me being there are, like, 9%. Um, okay. Just to go mess around and maybe Yellow I'll put people. on a suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might put on. I might run. Like I might enter the race and like put a wetsuit on and help people and just enjoy myself. And then when I'm mm-hmm. cold, just like call it a day because you know you could do that. Right. Um, yeah. But um, no, I have another race that I really want to do in January. So actually, the fact that uh, Killington is in um, September is like perfect for me. It'll give me enough time to recover and then kind of get in another training block in for um, that ultra. So, what is that you know, race that you're referring to? Um, it's called the Hurt 100. Now it's yeah. a lottery, so I have to get into it. Um, but you know, it's only like a month and a half between Killington and Worlds. Um, like I mentioned before, it's like I want to run in the mountains. Dallas clearly not a mountain. Nope. Uh, and even like the last two years in Atlanta. You know, it was fun, but less than inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like kind of how I mentioned, I, I want like my races to kind of reflect what I enjoy doing. Yeah. And so races like Killington, races like the Hurt 100, which I was able to crew and pace this past year, mm-hmm. it really gave me an itch to want to go run that. And so it's it's honestly mile for – so I think mile for, for mile, Killington might be more difficult than Hurt only because of the sheer um, steepness. Yeah. Right. But but the terrain, I don't know if anyone's ran or if you guys are familiar mm-hmm. with the course, but it's so, there's so many routes. Like, ah. you're going to fall so many times. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's it's great. It's, it's one of those, like, if you talk to, like, a pure runner, um, like one of my friends, uh, you guys might, Chris Brown, uh, he's mm-hmm. like, he's an old. Yeah, 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 Chris. Yeah, yeah, the... Worst looking Chris with a K. Um, yeah. <laughs> what we all refer to him as, but um, yeah, he he. I told him I, was, I wanted to run hurt, and he's like, "Why would you ever want to run that?" Because like it's just literally like it's not really a running race. It's more like an obstacle race with just like roots and everything. So for but me, you can it's hear just the like, excitement here. Is that your big race? Like, is that the one that means the most to you this year? I would say Killington probably. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that that one, there's just a lot more, like, unknown. It's just, like, more of, like, I don't know. It's fun to kind of dabble into, like, the different world of ultra running. And so I'm mm-hmm. starting to kind of do a few more of those. So mm-hmm. for me, it's just, well, like, really fun. It's like a novel experience. So And for me, for me here, sitting on the outside here, it makes me happy to hear somebody who's doing so well in series and doing so well in the ultra community and taking the time to, like, Say, okay, here's a realistic season. I'm not going to go play Pokemon Catch Em All. I'm not going to go and do every single goddamn race under the sun. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go after WTM right the week after. Yeah. I'm going to 
I'm going to go out and have fun. I'm going to appreciate yeah. my life and have a good day. Have a good damn time. It, it's awesome, Chris. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I think it's taken me a while to get here. Um, mm-hmm. but no, like, everybody. I was, I was thinking about this today. It's like, and like, if I couldn't race the rest of my life, but can only train, like, I would still be happy with that. Yeah. And like, yeah. and I'm, and I'm treating, like, I want to, I want to do my very best and I want to mm-hmm. treat training kind of like a job. But in, in the end of the day, it's not like it doesn't pay any of my bills. Mm-hmm. I I work otherwise, so it's like why not work? Well, you're one of the like, few that do have a real job. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, have a nine and, to five. And in some ways, it's like I kind of see it as like a blessing because I'm not reliant on doing super well at these. Mm-hmm. Um, and having so many friends that that do, it's it's cool because they can spend all their day, you know, training and racing and things like that. But for me, like, I just have to remember, like, this is not my job. Like, you're literally just doing this for it fun. It takes a lot of stress right. off. Right. And so it's like, even if I, no one knew that I was doing this in the world, like, I would still want to do it just because it's for me and it's fun. And for me, it's about pushing myself and not necessarily, like, how well I do. So, I mean, there's uh, definitely days where you want to, like, get – I, I think I thought about this a lot because I've been a little injured the last couple months. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to like keep perspective on it where it's like, you know, I'm still able to cross train. I'm still able to do some stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to step back and realize like, this is not your life. Um, and you just got to keep this being enjoyable, um, you know, for that long term. Celebrating you know, the season that you're in. And it's, yeah. it's just a great, it's just so refreshing to hear somebody say like, I've got some big lofty goals but at the same time, I understand where I'm at. I understand my life, and I'm just gonna have some damn fun. <laughs> just go for it. Like, what's yeah. the harm? Like, who, who cares? Like, it, it's a like, yeah, it's better to like have these massive goals and like, sure, if you reach them, like, awesome. And it's not like this might sound bad, but no one cares if you reach them. They're for you. Yeah. Right? No, it's, like, it's absolutely true. No one true. cares. Like the people that feel like now, they have to justify. Yeah, it's the people that feel like they have to justify themselves Monday morning or tell the stories oh, or, the Monday you know, stories. all that. But Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to think anything differently about you two. Now, I'll be sad <laughs> if you guys don't if, – I mean, I'll, I'll be sad if you guys don't reach your goals because you're sad. Right. But right. it's not yeah. like I can get anything less of you guys. So, I don't know. It's just, Absolutely. like, kind of having that perspective. So, so yeah. you kind of just answered my question to you, my next one, but – if you could have a conversation with 2014 Chris, who is just kind of starting off into this whole ultra world, what would you say? Okay, well, the perspective thing was all nice, but if I'm going to be practical, uh-huh. get a running coach. <laughs> okay. okay. No, that's real. That's real. We love get that. Some, because, like, get somebody who knows something that you don't. I, I knew nothing. I still don't know much, but like, I'm thinking back, I'm like trying to think back about like what I was doing for training and like, yeah, it was nice, but like, it would have been a lot, I think more productive Mm -hmm. if I would have had something a little more structured. Like you, it doesn't have to be like nailed down, but like have someone give you some guidance on what to do. It probably would have helped a lot. So that's kind of more the practice. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you have a running coach now or have you worked I, with a coach? Yeah. So, um, he's, he mainly, yeah, he coaches runners. Um, he mainly just kind of gives me 
uh, just training plan and stuff and okay. check in every day. Yeah. Um, which is funny. We, so his name's, uh, David Roach and his wife, him and his wife, Megan, um, coach, but actually I met them when I moved out here and we became like pretty good friends before he started coaching me. Mm-hmm. And there was like, there was a, some point where I was just like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, please help me. So yeah, he, he coaches a lot of, and for me, I think it's, it's also about having the right fit for a coach. I think that his like philosophy um, and his mindset is, is kind of what I need. Um, and I think a lot of having a coach is just having someone to kind of bounce ideas back and forth between. So I think that more than just giving like run eight miles this day, run 10 miles this day, like you need to have someone that really meshes with your mindset and your personality. Agree. So like that's like huge. So, um, yeah, for that, he's just been awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Well, winding down now, is there anyone else that you want to shout out to or give props to, any sponsors? What shoes you running in, Chris? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What shoes? Not VJ shoes. Okay. Like everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I've been running. um, I'm running in Merrill's right now. So, uh, yeah, I started working with them back when they were, like, with Tough Mudder, and then Mm -hmm. they divorced. Um, So I think that they might have seen something. Little, uh, yeah. little part of the curve, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm still working with them, um, and they've they've just been super awesome and supportive. So, I mean, a lot of their most people actually don't even know they make trail runners. Like, if you ask most people, they're they like, I good trail runners. The all out crushes are great. Yeah, so they're like they're doing a lot more like sky running and like mountain. All right. All right. So like, for me, that's just great. Yeah. So I've been super fortunate. Um, to work with them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like, I think just in general, just like all of my friends here, um, it's been great moving to Colorado because there are so many people that are here and like doing mm-hmm. like this at a high level. And so it's, all, it's really fun um, to kind of, you know, there, there's to be an old saying, <laughs> there's yeah. an old saying I love that is um, you are the, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I swear by that. So like living, living in that Chris and living in that Colorado atmosphere, man, it's paying off dividends. Yep. Yeah. I'm definitely the slowest of the five people I hang out with. The most. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got nowhere to go, but up. I know. It's so funny. Uh, I guess it just gives you perspective, but you know, it's been great. Yeah. Just love playing in the mountains okay. out here. So, Yep. Yeah. Well, which race is what race are you hoping to be your next race? Um, Montana Ultra in the beginning of May. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, actually, I know what I'm most excited about this year. We kind of already touched on it, so okay. we're gonna actually have we're gonna ha- we're gonna somehow make teams. Okay. And we're gonna have it's gonna be the Ultra World Championship in Killington. Blended with a somehow relay race of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So, yes. uh, yes. ice cream mile. We're going to do so. Oh man, that's a good idea. Right. Oh, yeah, that's so fucking crazy. You yeah. have to fight so, the brain freeze and the run. It's totally epic. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris Brown and his girlfriend, they're already in. Um, yeah, so. Oh my god. Just up the fucking death march and just like, ah. Death march and brain freeze. If you guys are listening and you want to have some ice cream with Chris, then yep. come to Killington. Just slide into my DMs. 
Slide in, baby. Yeah, and you have to mention in. your favorite flavor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, definitely, you probably should. Definitely. We will judge you on that. As long as it's not fish food. That's a solid ah! <laughs> I'm just giving, I'm just giving you shit. It's solid. It's a solid choice. It's a solid, it's a, you know, you can't go wrong with Rocky Road. It's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's fish food. Not my favorite. Fish food. Come on. <laughs> I like it. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and talking with us, Chris, and we definitely wish you good luck in, in this season, and we'll be stalking you. Well, sweet. I mean, I better see you guys. What are you guys running? Wait, we got to, yeah, what do you, we can talk off air. We need to coordinate. (laughs) We'll coordinate (laughs) some good stuff. We've we've got a great season coming up here, and we're we're really excited (laughs) to be all over the race series this year. We're kind of all over. I'm actually coming Uh, out to Colorado to DECA, which is my first time stepping foot in Colorado, so I'm excited. My gosh. Yeah, I'm going to be gone that weekend. That's why I'm not going to be. I know. I'm at a, I'm going to my other friend's wedding. So of course, Fair I'm enough. like, whatever. Wedding then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> awesome. Actually, well, those are like my only two ever, like on the whole year. So Too no. funny. Well, enjoy them. Will do. It was great having you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. You know. He is just a really nice guy. He is a fun guy. You know, there's... I love Chris. Racing with him, and I've I've raced World's Toughest with him three times now. There is not many people nicer than him on the course. I he is one of was that nice. Yeah, he's one of those elites that will stop what he's doing to help and really embraces the spirit of of helping other competitors and cheering on other competitors. Like, he's always got a smile. Like, he's just a really awesome guy out there. He, you know, Chris is a good guy, and it just reminds me what this community means and just mm-hmm. what it means to our, the, the whole of it and how we need this. Whether um, you're elite or open, like, he's, no, he's somebody that important. doesn't, you know, that that will sit there and talk with you and not, be a snotty elitist you know no 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 he's a real dude he's a real guy he's he's just chilling and he's he just wants to see other people get to their their greatest point and that's what i love about chris no i'm not gonna lie kind of makes me want to go to killington it's also my birthday weekend it's always your birthday weekend, Leah. I know, it's right? Always always your damn birthday. Every weekend stuff. is your goddamn birthday weekend. As it should um, be. <laughs> yeah, but, but without that, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout-out right now to Chad Reif, who this weekend we're going to ASR, and mm-hmm. it's his birthday weekend. Uh, happy yeah. birthday, Chad. Um, we're going to have a really good time with you. We're going to yep, have a freaking great time, other than Leah, because she's not coming. I know, I know. Okay, so... So we talked about this a hot second. Um, I'm going to kind of give a like side note here. We huh. talked about High Rocks with Chris offline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Leah, you're going to High Rocks next weekend. You mean DECA? DECA, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. DECA set with our boy Yancey. Yeah, there's lots of excitement going around with this. This kind uh, of it's so sad. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, High Rocks is blasting through this past week with city announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, they are traveling around the country. We talked to Mo earlier this year, um, you know, and he told us basically prepare for USA Takeover, and we're seeing it. I think it's nine happening. cities. I think nine cities have been announced so far. A few um, more tomorrow morning. Yeah, and some more coming or this tomorrow. Morning at this point. Yeah, Tuesday. 
So, you know, that's gaining traction and excitement. And then we have DECA kicking off finally the next weekend in Denver. Um, and it's going to be a throwdown. Everybody is coming. You know what this reminds me of? Tell me. Battle Frog versus Spartan Race. Ooh. It's you know, I would say so, but there's even more excitement, I think, now than there was then. There's more players. It's, well, I think we've had the the ability to grow as a sport. Yeah. The field is much deeper. You know, Agreed. Agreed Battle Frog days, you would have three to five names you're looking at. We've yep. got stacked 10 men, 10 females, and really anything could happen. And they're coming out for a goddamn 5K. Yeah. It's a, fi- it's a 5K it's CrossFit 5K, workout. It's 5K, 10 events. We're talking sub 30 minutes for the men. I'm going to go ahead and say ah. it confidently. It's, you know, this is a situation where any misstep is going to cost you the race. Oh, absolutely. And this this is something we talked about two years ago with, like, stadium races. Mm-hmm. Like, one, if you fart... You, you've messed up. <laughs> there's there's no room for error with this because, you know, the thing about talking about high rocks is, is that, you know, the weights are heavy. There's things to slow you down. You're talking about an hour. So it's going. One hour workout. Yep. You know, it's tougher. It's, it makes you slow down in certain areas. DECA is going to be balls to the wall. Redlining the whole for 30 time. minutes. And if there's yep. any missteps or wrong turns or miscounted laps or anything like that nonsense. Yeah, you cannot miscount a lap here at DECA. No, and this DECA is one and a half laps. So I don't know if that's going to be standard for all DECAs or if it's going to be kind of based on the arena they're in, like high rocks. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm excited. But we'll we'll if throw down. If there's one guy I trust in the sport, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say it. it's Yancey. Yancey is a good dude, and I trust him to to mandate it. Like I do. I trust like, Yancey, but I'm not gonna lie. I've got some trepidation with history and with Spartans' ability. And that's very fair. That's very fair. Officiating, we've talked about this many times. Um, mm-hmm. Decafit. I'm excited to see where they go with it with Yancey behind the helm. Mm-hmm. But it's always officiating has never been a great thing with Spartan. No, it's just never and been there's great. not going to be room for error. And you no, know, here's not the thing: Decca, Decca is is coming out the gate with Denver, and I sure as hell hope they have their ducks in a row. I would hate to see there be some kind of, you know, a la Any Ryan kind of Woods issue. issue <laughs> you know, yeah, or I would hate freaking to see Woodsy. it because. <laughs> It's yeah, pull a woodsy now, <laughs> um, and and there be something happen that just kills it because it will. You know, so it, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed and think well for the best. played. You know, it, I just really hope for the best in this, like you yeah. just said. I um, do too, and I'll I'll be bringing some coverage as best of my ability while I'm down there. Um, absolutely, so if you're coming, and say hi. Yeah, we'll we'll have plenty to talk about this next weekend. Next weekend, I'll be giving a big update from ASR. Um, uh-huh. We're going to have a damn good time there this weekend, Leah. Yep. It's going to be a good month of racing. I'm excited. It's going to be a really damn good time. Um, Abominable Snow Race this weekend. Come hang out with us. Give me a high five. Um, I'll be yelling at people, and we'll be having a damn good time. Uh-huh. Um, and then, realistically... 
We've got a hot second before. The, what's the next one on our on our list here, Leah? Um, May Dark Ages. Is it Dark Ages? Dark Ages. Okay. No, no, no. Frontline. Frontline is first. Frontline's first, and then Dark Ages. Yep. May June. Okay. Yep. 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 You're right. You're right. It's the weekend before. It's like two weekends before. Yeah. Yep, yeah. You're right. Both in May. Both in so. May. But we'll be out there. We'll be having a, a great time. Come out. Say hey. Hang out with us. Um. Uh. Yeah. Without. Without further ado, uh, we want to talk about. Um. Well. Well. The the new Instagram. Yeah, yeah. The new Instagram. We are um seeing some some of you guys head on over there. We appreciate it. Um, we did create a new Instagram feed, the dot supercast, um, where we'll be having our show announcements as well as any other OCR announcements um, that Absolutely. you can find on the BroCR Facebook page. So um, those two avenues are going to be the best ways to get a hold of us, and hopefully we'll get some content out there for you guys to to watch. So head on Absolutely. over to the we are dot underwater supercast. With- all the shit we're doing right now it's so busy lots of excitement so head on over there um follow us um as always leave us a review please um share the episodes it's it's been so much fun doing this and and you know we're we're having a great time and and we like to bring you guys content that that's informative and that you enjoy listening to leah i can't believe i've been making content for the sport for six years now yeah, it's been a long time. The podcast has been, we've been here for over a year now. I am i am so excited this weekend to make some video content and throw that out on the Facebook page here this weekend at Abominable. Because um, that was like our second, my second year that I made Bro CR. That was the mm-hmm. first video I made um, with with Amber. And it was just fun. It, like, I want to go back to that. And I want to just make fun fucking content. That's just a <laughs> damn good time. And it's it's just weird shit. And I, that's what I want to make. That's what I want to make. I want to make podcasts. I just want to make stuff. And I, I love it. And those people that believe in us to make stuff like that. Yep. You know, thank you guys. Thank you. Um, Truly. And we can't thank you guys enough. We appreciate we, it. We, we, we love the community. We love you people. And... Um, we also love our sponsors that, yes. that have backed us. And a big, big thank you here once again um, to Vanga. Vanga is the is the CBD sponsor of the Supercast. And yep. not only Vanga's that, been they great. Are, yeah, not only are they the, the sponsor of the Supercast, but they are the number one THC-free CBD out there on the market. You want something clean? This is it. This is where you go. For sure. Three product options, capsules, balm, and gummies. The new gummies are delicious and look like Sour Patch Kids. Um, <laughs> check them out. Go to VangaCBD.com, the only um, product for endurance athletes. Buy endurance athletes. Save 15% with code BROCR. Um, without further ado, I guess that's the weekend for me. That's, that's it. That's a great episode, Leah. Uh, congratulations. You made it. Fantastic. Uh, We'll catch you next week. We've got a crazy weekend of content and just stuff. Check me out at BroSecker. Check uh, Leah out at OCR Leah on Instagram. And we're going to be bringing you stuff all like the next few weekends. Uh, We're exhausted. Um, But we're excited. Thank you for sticking with us, and we will catch you next week. Until then, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. Take care, guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye